Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. Singing to us in the background is our sweet friend, Ellie Holcomb, from her new album, Red Sea Road. I hope you guys have had a great couple weeks. Just want to remind you that if you are a listener who also is doing the She Reads Truth Romans plan with us, or the He Reads Truth, or the Kids Read Truth, you can still use that Annie10 code at shopshereadstruth.com until the end of the month. So actually, this is the last episode that I get to tell you that the code still works. It works till I think the 25th of June. So if you are listening to this before the 25th of June and you want any kind of She Reads Truth swag, you can get 10% off by using the code Annie10. Exactly one year ago, my phone exploded. Not like technically exploded, but it exploded with texts while I was speaking on a stage. And I come off the stage and I have a bazillion texts and they all say the same thing. Do you know Sadie Robertson? And I was like, no, I don't I don't know Sadie Robertson. I know her brother, John Luke. John Luke and his wife, Mary Kate, are two of my very favorite people. And I was already friends with them, but I didn't really know Sadie beyond that she was John Luke's brother. And I didn't really know Sadie beyond that she was John Luke's sister. And so I thought, no. And I started reading and I realized that Sadie had Instagrammed about my book, Looking for Lovely. And that kind of started this friendship between me and Sadie Robertson. We started this thing where uh, our phone numbers got shared and we started texting. We kept, tried to meet up in a couple of different cities we were both in and it just never panned out. And then she moved to Nashville. And it has been the most fun having her knowing she was in this town. We sat down and talked about just what her life is like as a 20-year-old in the spotlight the way she is, in the center of so much of teen girl culture, including breakups and dating and Dancing with the Stars. So we covered it all today. So much fun to get to talk to her. And listen, she's a real deal, y'all. Like, I want you to know that that what you see is what you actually get with Sadie Robertson. And I hope that's what you'll hear today when we talk. So here is my conversation with Sadie Robertson. Thanks for being on the podcast. This is great. It's so fun. It's so fun. I love that you live in Nashville now. I know. How have you enjoyed it so far? I love it so much. I was so nervous because... I don't know. Louisiana is quite different, and yeah. it's a very small town, and I know everybody there. So I was thinking, when I moved to Nashville, it's going to be hard. How am I going to make friends? And the Lord has literally put the best group of girls within three miles of me. No way. It's crazy. There's like 10 of us, and we call it the three-mile stretch. <gasps> and we are just You like, have like a crew oh, in five a months. A crew. It is awesome. Like City, it is, that does not ha- you know that does not happen here. I, I So I've heard. So I've been praising Jesus for that because it's been great. And, like, for me, the biggest thing is community. So yeah. finding that off the bat has been really good. What made you decide to move to Nashville? Okay, so. Besides you and me getting to live in the same city. I mean, obviously, Clearly. that was the first reason. <laughs> Read the book, was like, got to move there. Uh, <laughs> so I moved here because I was starting to kind of get into speaking. So backtrack, with Duck Dynasty and everything, it was super cool and, like, dance. Dancing with the Stars, but I I just didn't necessarily find, like, purpose in, like, having sure. a platform yet. I was just, I mean, it was cool, and it was awesome, and there was a lot of people um, that were able to, I don't know, to kind of find faith through it, and that was amazing, but as far as my role, I didn't really know. That was kind of my family's thing. Yeah. So I go to this camp one summer, and Alex Seeley, I don't know if you oh, know who listen. she is. 
Love okay, her. she's amazing. So she was speaking at the camp, and it was the first time I ever heard a woman uh, share like a motivational messenger speak. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like that was so cool. And I was like, huh. I wonder if I could do that someday. I'm like, because if I could do that, then I would find, like, so much purpose and, like, passion in that. So I see her speak, and it just kind of lit something, like a little fire in my soul, and I was like, I want to try to do that. So we set up this event uh, at Lipscomb University called Live Original. I was there. You were there? I was there. It was before we were friends. Can you believe that? I know. Wait, how? Because Rebecca, well— Rebecca Lyons and her family were going. Oh, yeah. And, and I live right near Lipscomb. Oh, and so they my said, hey, gosh. we're going over to Lipscomb tonight. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. And it was before, I think it was even before I was friends with John Luke and Mary Kate. Because that was the, I mean, that was before yes. we started like traveling and like yes. doing stuff. That was the start of it. Yep. So I had written the book and everything. And I actually wrote the book because I was like so nervous like to like speak and like do like interviews and stuff yeah. normally. So I was like, I can't talk. I get so nervous. I'm just going to write it all down. And um, <laughs> well done. So it was good. And then I was like, actually, now I kind of want to speak. So I did that event, and through that, it just, the Lord just, it was like the seed planted, and it grew. And so I just kind of started speaking, did a tour the next year, about to do another tour. So I moved here just to really pursue that and just to just let God fuel that passion. And um, here is where everybody, like my team is, where the people that are creating it is. So it's just good for me to be here. Isn't that great? I mean, I, Mm -hmm. one of my, like, I have one person on my team not t- my assistant Eliza lives in Atlanta and but there's one person on my like uh dreaming team I yeah. guess that doesn't live here but everyone else is here and it, it's so great it's isn't great, it just to have like, you know what? I'm just gonna say to Lee I'm just coming to the office I say that all the time for 30 minutes just can we just look face to face and we'll just knock it out yeah we can just be together and it's done it's so much easier face to face than to text or anything like that or even call um so that's been amazing yeah it's so good and then winter jam it was just a blessing that those two kind of happen at the same right. time because it's based out of Nashville so that right. was good also, you didn't tell me my hair looked quite so stupid in these headphones. There. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I look so bad. I'm not even like. Where did you come from? Where have you been? I was speaking at uh, Passion City last night in Atlanta. So I drove oh, yeah. in, like literally drove right here. No, you so, didn't. Bless your heart. Yes. I'm so sorry. No, it's all good. What did you speak at at Passion City? It was so awesome. So it was my first time to ever speak at a full service. Like, I've never done that before. Yeah. I've only done, like, you know, here and there, like, 10-minute, 15-minute motivations, whatever. And this was my first time to do a whole service, and it was college night. And uh, so it was really cool. 18 and 25-year-olds packed out the place. What did you talk about? Awesome. So it's actually really funny. This is something that God put on my heart, and I'm going to be talking about this on our, my next tour. Um, so last year, my dad, he started doing this thing, like, in our family. Like, if I would say, man, like, I'm having a bad day, something's going really wrong, he would say, well, at least you're not that guy. And he would, like, send a picture, and it would make me, like, so mad. I'm like, no, like, you don't see And he'd, like, pain. text you a picture of, yes. like, someone who's, like. Someone who's in an unfortunate situation. Sure. But it's, like, funny, unfortunate. <laughs> right, it's, right, like, right. they drop Like, America's funny some videos. Moment. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So one day we're all sitting around the house, and, like, we're saying, at least you're not that guy, and we're trying to come up with something funny. And I just yell out, well, at least I'm not a plankton. And everybody was like, what? Did you, like, I don't even know. And I was like, listen, like, I have no idea where that came from. But I'm, like, super, like, all of our family were really defensive. So we're like, no, we're going to prove our point, and it's going to be right, and we're going to win. So I Google, like, what's a plankton? This all has a purpose, by the way. This is what I talked about. Oh, no, I love it. Okay, so I Google what's a plankton, and the first thing that pops up is, of course, plankton from SpongeBob. Sure. And the next thing, it says, a small microorganism unable to swim against the current of the sea that provides food for large fish or whales to eat. So I'm like, 
okay, that actually is the worst thing that you could ever be. Right. So thank you. You're like, I did denied. this right. Yes. I was like, <laughs> could it be worse? I don't think so. Thank you, everyone. Well, then it was like funny because like all of a sudden one day I was just like, at least I'm not a plankton. Like we started saying that. Yeah. And it was like God just, you know how he like breathes something into your spirit, just yeah. like a word, and you're just like, what? And he just breathed. But what if you were? What if you were a plankton? Is it really the lowest of the low? Could you find passion and could you find purpose in something that I gave life to? And I was like, oh. oh. I was like, I'm okay. so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's like fear of the Lord. Like, whoa, like something like I I don't think I did this right. So I go back and I like look up a plankton this time surpassing Wikipedia's first answer. Right. And actually dove into what it is, what a plankton is. And it's so cool. So as it said, they're right. Plankton aren't able to swim against the current of the sea. They just had to float. In the Greek language, the word plankton is wonder. So is wonder. Yes. Is you wonder. are so kidding. just wait. Just wait. It's crazy. Preach, so what girl, they do, what these little plankton at the bottom of the ocean do is every night, okay, so they're surrounded by the most bizarre creatures of right. like the whole like ocean and all these creatures want to eat them because they're the best source of food. Well, they all migrate together. It's the biggest migration happening in the world daily. The plankton migrate to the top of the ocean to receive light. Then, once they receive the light, this is the most breathtakingly beautiful part, they go back down to the bottom of the ocean uh-huh. to provide 90% of the ocean's photosynthesis, and in doing that, provide 50% of the oxygen we're breathing today. So without a plankton, no life would happen. So without the purpose of the plankton to receive light first in order to give life to the world, we wouldn't be here. Sadie. Yeah. So God was like, huh, in your face. <laughs> I'm right. I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> like, whoa. So through that kind of just experience of just like, I, it was funny because like a few months ago, whenever this was all just like coming to life, I was yeah. just praying, like, God, breathe life to it. He's like, well, if you want to breathe life to it, then you got to act it out. So I kind of wow. just like took on the role of a plankton and just thought about what that means, you know? And so I just had to get anything out of my life that wasn't good and, like, anything, like, that I was trying to swim with the current of the sea. And, like, so I deleted all my social media. Like, I was about to ask you about that. You're off social media. Yeah, so, like, this is part of that. So I just needed to, like, get it, it all out. was part of planktoning. And just let God just, like, bring me to the light and receive his promises. It was, like, another thing. I was just feeling, like, at worship, I kept singing that song, like, all your promises are yes and amen. Mm. But then I started thinking, like, do I even know your promises enough to, like, preach them? Do I even yeah. know your promises enough to believe them, to walk out with confidence? There's over 7,000 in the Bible. So I just went on this journey of receiving his light, receiving his promises, um, so that when the time came to share, just like last night and, like, the tour, I would be able to speak them boldly and confidently and not even have to try to fight with the current. Just, yeah. like, just be floating. So it was really cool, and it's just, like, a process God took me in. And he's like, you know how he always says, like, if you want to be the best, you got to be a servant. Yeah. And the plankton, he's like, the best things in the world that are giving life are the, probably the most looked at as the lowest right. at the bottom of the sea. So it was cool. And so last night I was able to share that. And, of course, it was a 45-minute a message so it was a lot longer than that but that's the and that was your first it. like 45 minute or? it was it was it was crazy i was like texting everybody i was like please join me in prayer right yeah, now because you're yeah. so nervous but because that feels like such a long time until you're 20 until minutes you're in there. and you're like 
oh, I, I am not going to have enough time. I know. I've got so much That's left. That's exactly right. It's crazy, right? I never would have thought that would happen to me, too. Yeah. Like, it's just funny how God does that, because, like, that was probably my biggest insecurity. That's, like, why well, I wrote the book. I didn't want to talk. I was like, yeah. just get it out there. And now it's funny, because every time I walk up on stage, it's like, God just meets me there, and he keeps speaking, so I'm just keep opening my mouth. And it's just, like, cool, because you realize how it's so, like, not about you at all, and it's right. about the power of what God needs to do through you. Yeah. So it's been a cool little... Process. Have you told Alex? I haven't. Do you know her? I no. I met her like one time, and it was in like such fast passing, and it was yeah. backstage, and I just like couldn't even like I just couldn't even talk. Yeah. But I would love to actually. So when I moved here, I started going to the Belonging. Yep. Because you know she she's um, the preacher there, and I still like, every time I, I want to talk to her, but I haven't like she hasn't been at the right place at the right time. I haven't right, been there. Right. Um, but I would I would love to tell her that because she's what started this. You know yeah. that just seeing her passion and see her even Tuesday night uh, this past Tuesday just went there and watched her and just so inspiring. You know. Did she crawl on the floor Tuesday night? She did. I saw her do it Sunday. I, I cried. Could not, I know it's amazing. It's amazing. She that that is the kind of like. What God like God gives her a message and then she carries it through in whatever it takes and like yeah. that's what that's what any speaker like longs to do is yes. to tell the story and like give anything you have to God to tell it and she does that so beautifully. It's so. incredible. So mm-hmm. for our friends that are listening, the story she was reenacting was the woman who was bleeding that reached out to mm-hmm. grab Jesus's yeah. the back of his coat. Right. And and I thought when I I had some friends in town, mm-hmm. so we went on Sunday and I thought when she starts telling the story, no way. Like, she started acting like she was going to crawl. I was like, no way. Is oh, she, she went there. And she crawled. She dr- She literally drug herself across the entire stage. She did. It's crazy. It was crazy. That was, like, so cool. And it was actually kind of funny because the next day um, – I was listening to Priscilla Shire. Yeah. So I love her. She's I so good. Too. And she was talking about how, like, God doesn't always put things, like, in your— He doesn't put them in your lap. He doesn't put them right there, but he puts them in your reach to reach mm. from. So it reminded me of what she was talking about. So we were on our way to Atlanta. The coolest thing happened, man. This is, this is a good story. So I'm passing this uh, homeless man on the side of the road. And you know when you just, like, know, yeah. like, something's about to happen? So I just started kind of feeling like God was about to say something. And I was like, honestly, we were running late and, like, we were in traffic. And I was thinking, like, okay, like, say it to that guy. Like, say it to them over there. Like, yeah, yeah, And yeah. so it's actually cool because, like, there's this guy passing this homeless man. And I was, like, praying over that guy yeah. that he would, like, see. And he stopped and he looked. Then he kept walking. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I was like, no. I was like, I was like wait a minute. Look again. Look again. And so he stopped again. He looked, like, he literally kept, and then he walked away. I was like, Oh no! So I just are you? Okay, I, tell me, are you in the car when this is I'm happening? I'm in the car. Okay. So we're driving. We're in traffic. So like, it would be very hard Atlanta. to get there. Yes, in yes. downtown Atlanta. So we're driving, and I just hear the voice of God say, "Go put it in His reach." So I'm like, mm, He said, "I'm not gonna put it in His way. Go put it in His reach." And He said, "And then you're going to know how I feel." So I tell the guys, I'm like, "Hey, listen, like, we gotta turn around. Like, just, just trust me. Like, I don't really know. Just trust me." So they turn around. And I, like, go back. We were three minutes from there. I was like, God, really? Yeah. We were three minutes. So I turn around and I go up to him. And I have my Bible. I said, listen, I'm so sorry. I don't have anything but this. And I said, I promise you this is everything. I said, and I just want you to take it. And he looked at me. I mean, eyes just filled with tears. And he said, no, I can't take that. And I said, well, sure you can. Just, I said, just have it. Please have it. Like, I'm begging you. He said, no. He said, I cannot take that. 
And I said, well, why? why? He said, because I'm an atheist. I said, okay. I said, but I just, I really want to give you this. So please take it. I just had it right there in his reach. And all he had to do was just grab it. And yeah. he said, he said, I can't. So I started walking away. I said, all right. I said, I'll respect that. So I started walking away. I look back at him and I just lay the Bible on the ground and I keep walking. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, please don't leave it. Please don't leave it. I said, what? I said, you want it? He said, no, no, I don't want it, but, but don't leave it. I said, why? He said, because somebody needs that. And he said, I want you to give it to somebody who will take it, but I just can't. And you wow. know what? Like, I don't cry a lot. I was broken. I, I yeah. mean, shoot, I cried all the way to Passion City. But what it just made me realize in that moment is that God extends his hand and reach for celebration, for with truth, with redemption, with life, right. with something that can save you. And some of us, we just don't feel worthy. We feel like the plankton. Yeah. And honestly, we don't yeah. feel worthy enough to just take it, to just yeah. grab onto it. But the coolest thing is, is I was like, you know, something in his spirit knew that that was truth. He says he's an atheist, but right. he would have just let me leave it on the ground That's if right. he didn't believe. That's right. And it was cool to see his faith. And, and even that way of like, somebody needs that. I know that's real. I know that's truth. But right now, I just can't take it. So it was really cool because it reminded me of that story. You know, it's just in our reach. But we but we have oh to gosh. extend our hand. When he draws yeah. near to us, we have to draw near to him. Right. So it's just like a cool analogy right after hearing Alex preach that. Right. So, okay, we're totally going to all, here's what we're going to do. You and me and Alex. Alex are going to go to lunch one day. Yes. I, she is such, here's the thing I love about her in this town too, is there are a lot of us women that have, that get to get up in front of crowds a lot and mm -hmm. speak. And she loves investing in us as we are doing that. Wow. And so she will love to wow, know you and I would love, to. love that. She's so fun. That's awesome. And she's Australian. You can't, I know. You can't have any problems with Australian. <laughs> you can't people. beat that. That's I know. So she's awesome. amazing. Man, I would love that. That'd yeah. be so Does cool. your whole three mile three mile stretch does everybody do belonging? Um, not everybody. A lot of people do Church of the City. Yep. And then a lot of us do belonging. So yeah. But we all we come together. We just had their worship pastor, Chris McClarney, on. He's so good. He's coming on Live Original Tour. Is he? Yes. Oh, my gosh. You literally just missed him in the parking lot. Are you serious? He's, yes. Y'all are recording no back to back. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's That's coming awesome. on the tour with you. Yes. I'm so excited. Um, And then what is it? Oh, Church of the City. I actually, I haven't gone there, but I went to the well. And it was yeah. awesome because Rebecca Lyons is yeah. leaving. It is so yeah. good. Good, so the well's good. so good. It's so sweet. It's just a neat thing that is citywide for women. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is a little bit this idea of, like, could anybody in this town come and be a part? Yes. Any female in this town come be a part? I think it's so it nice. It was so nice. Do it you live really – don't give your address because people are weird. <laughs> they're lovely. They're lovely. <laughs> they just don't need to know that. Are you in Nashville or are you in Franklin? I'm in Franklin, and okay. I adore it. It's Do you? It's so charming. I yeah. just love it. It is really sweet. It's kind of yeah. like um, Mayberry a little bit, isn't it? It is so much like that. Does yes. it remind you of home at all? I mean, did you pick that because it makes more sense yes. for your story versus like downtown Nashville? Definitely. So I, um, it came time to that point where everybody's like, you need to either go to like LA or New York. I'm like, okay, well, that's a no because right. <laughs> like, I cannot do that. It's way too big. And then even Nashville, I was like, okay, I guess that's like happy medium, but I still wasn't sold. I'm just like not the big city person. Yeah. And so then Franklin, I I saw it and I was like, yes, this is really? perfect. Just like the land and it's just so sweet. And then also only 20 minutes from like everything. Right, so. right. And you had no idea that you were moving into a three-mile stretch with no, girlfriends. No, I did not at all. And it's funny because I already had met some of the girls and they were like, man, you need to come live beside us and stuff. Yeah. And, and then it Did you meet them on Winter out. Jam? Was it, it like people I met them on Winter that? Jam, yes. Okay. Yes. Tell us about Winter Jam. 
Because okay. a lot of people, some people go, but a lot of people don't know what it is. So Winter Jam is like, honestly, it changed my life. And I really? mean that like, so it's so, it's such a like honor and like so You posted a picture of coming off stage <laughs> With my one best time. Day and it, oh my gosh, it like made me tear up. It was yeah. so sweet what you wrote about like, this has changed my life. Oh, it literally has changed my life. Like, so when I when I say this, I'm coming from a place of like not a, just a speaker, somebody on stage, but somebody who like literally his life changed was there. Yeah. So um, a few years ago, right after Dancing with the Stars, they asked me to come speak, and at the time I was really battling fear, like anxiety to the max. Like I was scared of anything and everything. Really, right after Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, it's shocking, huh? I know. And even before Dancing with the Stars, I mean, it yeah. this goes way back. But um, I was still hanging on to it, and. So they asked me to go, and I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And my mom was like, yes, you are. I was like, wait, no. I was like, no. Uh, Corey, what? I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> no, ma'am, please, no. <laughs> she's like, she's like, yes, you are, and I'm putting you on that bus, and you're going to get over it. And I was like, oh, shoot. Like, she is seriously going to put me on that bus. So she does, literally. Yeah. And I go, and I didn't know anybody, and I didn't have anybody I knew traveling with me. Like, I was 17. I was, like, so scared. I didn't know what I was going to say. Well, Eddie Carswell, he's, like, mm-hmm. later winter jam, and, oh, my gosh, amazing man. So, mm-hmm. And that's another thing about winter jam the backstage the leadership is oh just gosh, incredible it sets the tone and you can so tell through yeah. like the power of it the yeah. power of the night yeah so he asked me to he was like listen let's just do a Q&A it'll be easy you don't have to speak so like the first like six nights of like only a 10-day tour I did a Q&A and it was like so shallow I was just like yeah Uncle Cy is really that funny everyone <laughs> like you know what I mean like, yeah, it was right. just like nothing all talking Duck Dynasty all the Duck stars. Dynasty all Dancing the Stars yeah. like not going there and I was still like freaking out to do that well who was interviewing you it was Eddie oh so, okay so it was him yeah so we go it's just hilarious he now he loves to make fun of me for that um, so right before I would go on stage every night the song Power in the Name of Jesus mm-hmm. was like they were performing it which I always tell people if you're going through something listen to that song 10 nights in a row and something in your life is going to change there because, you go I mean it's just like crazy to think about like the power in the name of Jesus and what he can cover so start praying over this fear and I'm like Jesus like silence it like take it and I started realizing something like a difference in my life up to that point I would pray for my situations and I would pray for like my circumstances and all of these different things to change I pray God like help me when I'm on Dancing with Stars to like do good and not forget my dance like all right. these like things but I didn't stop and pray for my heart to change Mm. which is the big difference and so when I stopped and I prayed for my heart to change I realized it doesn't matter what situation I'm in because that's when I have a peace that surpasses all understanding and it all just kind of hit me in this night so the next day the next morning we were in an uber and (laughs) it's funny do you remember what city you're in San Francisco yeah San Francisco we were in an uber and this guy this uber driver it was um it was crazy. He, he, We got in the car, and he was in a man of horrible mood. And I was just like, hey, you know, like being all, like, friendly. And he, like, yells. He goes, oh, Jesus Christ, because he made a wrong turn. Yeah. And then he goes, so what are you all here for? And I go, <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned Jesus Christ. Because I was like, we are here. I was like, we're on this tour, Winter Jam. Yeah. We started talking about that. And he goes, man, you know, I wish I could be like you. He was like, you just seem so happy and everything. He said, but I can't. And I was like, oh, why? And he goes, man, I'm the emptiest person you'll ever meet. And I was wow. like, wow. Like, I was like, that was heavy. Um, <laughs> you want to, like, tell me a little bit about that? And right. I don't know. We Who's just in the this Uber conversation. It was me and two other girls from okay. Winter Jam and another guy. And he goes, 
you know, all my life, I thought if I had this much amount of money, like I had this goal set for this much amount of money and I would be happy and I would be content. He said, now I have more money than I ever thought I would have, but I'm emptier than I've ever been. Mm. Ooh, man, it hit me like... Like, I just realized in that moment that I have more opportunity than I've ever had, and I'm more fearful than I've ever been. And I just started thinking, like, as soon as he said that, I I mean, you know, Holy Spirit just takes the lead, and he, even when you're not ready, he's ready, and he goes. And so we were able to really mentor to this guy. It was great, and he just reminded me of the verse of how the angels surround God Mm. day and night. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And what they did is they saw every side of God because they were going all around him. And I started thinking, you know, I don't think God has been in the center of my circle that I've been surrounding. And I think that's why I'm not saying holy, holy, holy. And that's why I'm having fear. And that's why. And so that night. That's such uh, a good picture for people to be like, let him in the middle so you can see all sides. see all sides. And then you'll say holy. And yeah, so that night, everything just kind of happened. And it was also the day that the bombings happened in uh, Paris, an ISIS okay. attack. Yeah. So it was a huge day. And the security guard at Winter Jam came up to me and he goes, hey, listen, like, you don't have to go on stage tonight because you're the only solo person. And for some reason, there's no other security here but me. So you don't have to go. Typically, my response would be, Thanks, Thank y'all. You. See you on the bus. I'll be <laughs> diving into bus food. But first, like, it, because my heart changed the night before, yeah. and because I, like, just met this guy, I was like, no, if any night, like, tonight is the night. It was, like, so funny because it was, like, total shift, like, yeah. complete 360. I was changed, and I was like, no. And I l- walked up to Eddie, and I said, hey, Eddie. You are probably not going to trust me at all, and I have given you absolutely no reason to trust me, but please just let me go on stage tonight by myself. I just want to talk. And he goes, like, he's like, what? Because he's been seeing how awkward I am on stage and how nervous I am. So he's like, okay. And, like, this is the man that's leading up this show. So you would think he would be like, listen, Sadie, like, we don't need to do this. But he saw it in my eyes, and he saw it in my heart. So he let me go. And I spoke for, like, the first time, and it was crazy. And I shared the story. Um about the Uber, and then I told my story, and yeah. I told what I was putting in my circle. I talked about my fear. I talked about what I was going through in my personal life, and I just talked and, yeah. like, let God lead. And um, when I came on stage, like, so many people were crying and hugging me, and mm. it was crazy. And so, uh, yeah, that was that's Winter Jam for my story. And then yeah. so then the next year they asked me to come back and to be a speaker okay. for the 46 City Tour. Yeah. And I was like, isn't that funny how God just, like, he just redeems. And I was like, I not only didn't give Eddie and them a reason to trust me, I didn't really give God a reason to trust me, <laughs> but he did, and he let me have a second chance and come back and— and it was cool to see just him breathe life into that whole process. What's the best part about bus life? Bus life. Oh, man. I love it. Because I love it. I love it. Everybody's like, some, like a lot of people don't like bus life. I love it. You sleep so good. It's so dark oh, in there. What bunk, where do you try to be? Okay, so I used to think that the middle was the best because uh-huh. like everybody's like, the middle's the best. But I like the top. I don't you do know. like the top. I you do. sway so much more at the top. I, know. I don't know why. I just like it. It's oh, I'm nice. always so scared I'm going to fall I do out. not like the bottom at all. I do not it's, like the bottom. It freaks me out. Claustrophobia. Oh, that is but, terrible. Which is so silly because they feel, I mean, I feel I agree with you. I'm not saying you're silly. You are silly. I'm silly. But, um, <laughs> what I mean is the very, they're exact same size. The yes. top one is the exact same size as the bottom one, but the bottom one feels like it you've been trapped. It feels like you've been trapped. I hate it. I hate it so hate much. It. Ooh, I don't like it. 
like that. Because when you close the gate, you you can't know. You can yes. take a picture inside of a bottom or a middle or a top, and no one will ever know. But you know, you know, you know, because the bottom one is terrible. That is so funny. <sighs> You're That's the so top. True. Top. And I I just like everybody having to be in the same place because I think I it's fun. Too. I think it's fun. I do like too. I love all my friends being trapped on a bus. When we used to it's do hilarious. Girls of Grace, and we'd have oh, long bus fun. rides home, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, we're all trapped on a bus. It's so great. And then you hours. like can stay up like after and just talk about the night and like yep. what you experienced. And there's always a story. You know? Yes. It's or really if cool. you're tired, you can take a nap and then get back up and eat. And then oh, yes. I just always I, food I love it. too. I love it. Oh. Always food, Unlimited. always food, and, and then you they you get it back on the bus, and they're like, "Tonight it's tacos." You're like, oh, "Tacos? I didn't even know I wanted tacos, but <laughs> I, I totally want tacos." That's it's so exactly true. right. I love it. Did y'all have a twelve bunks? Yeah, because there's a top, yes, so uh-huh. twelve. And were there twelve people? Was it? There full? were. It was crazy. And Winter Jam is such a big tour. There's over a hundred people backstage. So there was like, oh my gosh, yeah, like so how many buses? buses. <gasps> It was insane. Sadie. That's oh, yeah. so many people to get to hang out yes. with, though. Okay, but, like, think about how scary that is the first time, whenever you don't want to be there and you're 17 and you don't know anybody. And I was like, oh, God, I'm the new kid at school, and this is so scary. And they all know each other, and, and they, they know how to do bus, and they know. I mean, when I have friends who are going on their first bus thing, I'm like, let me tell you, like, four things that will what? change your life, right? You know, yeah. because you're like, no one knows. Yes. No one told me to bring my own pillow. I mean, there are pillows, but, but yeah, no one told me know. to bring my own pillow. And, you know, like, so there's all these things there that are. I'm so glad. I'm like, bring a blanket. It gets really cold. Oh, I had, I literally had to go buy a heated blanket and a heated pillow because. And then just plug it in. And just plug it you? in. Yeah. And whenever it went out or like if I would roll over or something, I would know because it's so cold on the buses. <laughs> so it's so cold. cold. And did you used to check on your phone when you would, anytime I felt the bus stopping, I would open my maps on my phone. Yes. Uh-huh. Is that what you do? Because like, you're like, where are we? Because for us, it was always coming home. Uh-huh. So, so I, versus y'all going place, 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 we were always going somewhere and then coming and then back come home. Back. So I was always like oh wait what state of Kentucky okay I can keep sleeping we're not there <laughs> yes, yes we're not home yet that's so um, funny will y'all do bus tour for Live Original again we will okay. not 12 buses only like yeah. 3 but yes that's still pretty awesome yes it's so awesome um, okay I want to ask you something but you can totally not answer okay So, but, I'm pretty much an open book so okay great I love worry. that about you but I also want you to be like Annie thanks but no thanks <laughs> um, okay because you have boyfriends you have a boyfriend currently no I don't okay but in the past yeah. they've been on the tour with you and done events with you yes boyfriends have and then they aren't your boyfriend anymore yeah I like don't even <laughs> tag guys on Instagram that I'm dating for like months yeah it's awkward <laughs> how, yeah how do you how did you decide what your line is for for your own personal sanity and yeah. for your relationship sanity honestly that is really hard um so, it's one of those things where you have to kind of take yourself out of the situation sometimes and think about it like, all right, God, look, I'm taking my emotions, my feelings out. What do you want from this? Mm. And through any relationship I've been in, girls, like, love it when I'm in a relationship. And it's not because you're like, oh, they're so cute. It's because they're looking at a relationship to learn from. Yeah. Or not to learn from, but to just, like, relate to. Yeah. And um, so I kind of feel that, not pressure in a bad way, pressure in a good way to, like, lead in, as an example um, to girls in our, uh, especially my age, because just relationships have gotten so just, like, not good now. And yeah. so I was, I was like, I, I would love to show them a good and healthy relationship. Now, that was the thought process in it. Right. And it always sounds good when you're in the relationship. For and sure. And so whenever I had um, 
so I dated a guy for three years, and so it was a long time. And yeah. so he came on tour. He came out to um, Live Original. It was in a lot of my videos. It was in a lot of things I did. And a lot of girls looked up to us, and they were, like, kind of related to us, and it was great. And then we broke up, and then everybody was crushed. Yeah. And I, w- I mean, it was hard. And yeah, I, it was hard. Is that, like, ad? I think that would make it yeah, harder. Yeah, so I always tell people, think about it like this. Okay, whenever you break up with somebody at your school and it's awkward because everybody's talking about it, it was trending on Twitter. Right. That's how big it was whenever oh, we broke up. So it's one of those things. It is weird and it is uncomfortable. Um, and everybody I had from every news outlet, from every magazine, literally calling our offices, can we get the story? Can we get the story? And you don't want to tell the story because there's another person involved and then you're right. involved. And you're like, right. this Besides anything, besides the world wanting to know, it's a relationship and it's feelings. And so uh, I did a YouTube video. And um, I think the whole time I just had to really pray, like, God, just steward this well. And, like, yeah. I feel like Did what, you have to call the dude and be like, hey, I'm going to put up a YouTube video about well, us breaking up? What I did was whenever I was in prayer about this, I just said that God, like, I, this is not directed to him, and this is not about what happened, but this is on my heart. So I did yeah. one on Bound on Bitterness, and I just talked about how, like, what a relationship's for. And then, like, whenever you know you shouldn't be in it, like, to get out and, like, to follow the path of peace. So I just made it more of a motivation instead of, like, we broke up because he did this and I did this, and you right, know what I mean? right. You're like, okay, and, if everyone wants a story, I'm going to tell it. Yes, Here's my YouTube video. That was the thing. I, I was like, I don't <laughs> want, want do I don't want like, headlines to, like, uh, make up things or, like, anybody. So I was like... If I want the story, I'm just going to tell it in my way of what I'm learning from this. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm giving. And they can look at my YouTube if they want to see it. They can't read it in an article that may not be true. And so that was kind of my thought process. So it's a lot of prayer. And and I have not done everything right. Absolutely not. Uh, Especially in the dating world. Just with like people. And some of I've actually been in a relationship before since then that I kept private the whole time and yeah. then we broke up and it was fine but and nobody knew nobody knew yeah. and like it was so it's that's kind of how I, I mean that's been my choice so far yeah because I feel like there's so many part and your life is sign- I mean we don't have you know news outlets calling my office <laughs> so your life is significantly different than mine but I I there isn't very much that people don't know yeah I know the thing that I that I, I see good sides to both of them because right. that was extremely hard and that was extremely painful. Lots of tears, lots of just emotions and everybody knowing and asking. Um, but a lot of people like responded and yeah. a lot of yeah. one of the biggest things I get from girls because the, the video got um, I think two million views or something I have Gosh. girls come up to me hug me crying you helped me get our relationship right. that I was in you oh, saved wow. my life whenever I saw that video I was on my knees like so that amazing and it's worth so it so then the other one for me I was okay but then I'm like you know what I don't you know you know what I mean you see the difference so yeah. it, it's that Ah, how and do you, and do you this have well? to figure it out for you. Yes, right. You have to, you have to for say you. for you and for each relationship. Yeah. Like the next one, you may go like, "No, this is a good one for people to exactly. be a part of and to walk this with me." Yeah, and then the private ones are really good for your soul too. Yes, and with and with him with Blake, um, which everybody like knows it's Blake, so it doesn't yes. really matter. Yeah. And with Blake, the thing is, is. I trusted him with the with the platform, and, yeah. and, and that is good because if you can trust somebody and say, you know what, even if we do break up, I know you're gonna lead people to Jesus. I know that you're gonna be good. Oh, so it's that's a good, good thing that people are following I him. See you know it. what I mean? Yeah. And so you, I think once you maintain like 
in like that trusting in him it's like okay even if i'm not with you i know that you're gonna like steward this well right it's good you know and right. and he does and he has and he's actually come up with a lot of great things and went his own way um but it's been the way that the lord was taking him and so with that it's like so happy but um from this point on i think i'm just gonna make sure you i can trust him with the platform because yeah. it does stay um it does stay with you even if we break up and and just make sure their life is okay with people knowing who they are yeah and stuff. i mean it's how many times do you say that to people like, hey, before I put oh, you so on much. here. Yeah. yeah. All, all my friends I have to because it's crazy. People will like always see my friends like, are you Sadie's friend? Yeah. And it's weird, but just from an Instagram picture. So yeah. Definitely have to yeah. I don't, warning. I mean, I don't post an Instagram picture without saying to people, you understand that my Instagram is a little bit different than like yeah. yours is, which I'm so grateful for because yes. I love our friends who are listening and our friends who read my books and watch the shows. And yeah. I love them. I want them to know my life. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm the one who's signing up for that. Yes. And, and everyone else isn't signing up for that. It does come with a lot. People want to watch every move you make right. and like want to talk about it. So you do kind of have to give that little warning. Yeah. Yeah. Has it been hard being, I hope this question comes out right. Has it been hard being this famous? <laughs> you know, I always tell my, my friends and stuff, I say, I just try to make it as normal as possible. Yeah. And I just, I live a normal life. Like I don't, like people like laugh at that, but I literally do. Like I yeah. go, I get my acai bowl every day. I get my coffee. I just do you live- go to Franklin Juice? Oh yeah, girl, girl. their acai bowl. I, so I would good. eat it every day. I would. I, I Which one do you get? Do. I get the standard. With, Thank you. Yes, well so good. So yeah, like I just live a normal life, and I, I, me, and my friends, we hang out, we do everything the same. I take a lot of pictures, yeah. and that's just part of it. I think for a long time I struggled with that, just like. I just felt like I didn't, I stopped going to places. I stopped doing things with my friends because I was like, I don't want to annoy everybody else by having to take all these pictures. And now I'm just like, okay, you know what? It's part of it. It's great. And the thing is, like, I know where everybody's, I would love to take pictures. I love to meet people. But it was that thing of, like, I felt bad for my friends that were with me. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't about this. It was just about my friends. Like, it was just an awkward thing. And I didn't want them to look at me like I was like famous like I just want my friends to see me as my friend yeah so like all that was hard to balance but now it's been five years and it's just kind of like comes just don't you love when people walk up to you I like yes I love it it. I love it I actually had the sweetest girl I just met on the way here and I stopped to go into actually frothy to get some coffee and she was just like Sadie and like I love that I love it I'm just like that's amazing so don't get me wrong I totally love that it was no I know I hear kind of like understanding that what I don't know just like I just had to shift my perspective yeah I love it because what it says to me is that they feel like we're friends just like I do yes yes and so when I hear like I was at a concert and and a husband yelled my name and then his wife hit him and I like walked over I was like no 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 I want you to say hi oh that's awesome (laughs) you know because I'm like I want them to feel about us like I live here yes if you're here and you see me Please say, talk to me. I'm a yeah. person. I'm just an Annie. That's right? the hard thing. When people, like, whenever they take that humanness out, like, I love when people are like, hey, what's up? Then I'm like, hey, like, how are you? Do you live right. here? And we get in a conversation. But it's that, like, hey, I just want a selfie. I'm like, wait, right. but I want to say, hey, yeah, like, what's, like, what's your what's name? Your name? Like, yeah, yeah that's exactly your name. Right, but what like, is your I'll name? I'll tell you my name. I'm right. What's your name, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I love when they have that moment of just, like, connecting with a friend. And, and I hope that people, even through this podcast, doing stuff like this, people will see that, like, we just want friends. We're just like, people. We're just here to be, right. like, friends. So it's cool. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's really fun, too. Um, what it also reminds me is that everybody 
notices other people. Yeah. And so I, and, and, and you know this too from your book and from your work, like this job can be hard Mm -hmm. and putting your heart into products that go out can be hard. And for someone to go like, thanks. Yeah. It like really impacts me every time. It really does. Right. Yeah. What do people stop you for the most? Dance with the Stars, Duck Dynasty, Live Original. Man, it's it's funny how it shifts so yeah, many over the years. Yeah. So at first, of course, all sure. Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Then Dancing with Stars was crazy. And then it honestly came from YouTube, which was like yeah. a shock because I am the worst YouTuber in the whole world. Like, I cannot figure out the process. So I just like, <laughs> I just am terrible. Like, I'm so awkward. Like, I just put the selfie cam and I just start talking. Yeah. And then I just somehow upload it. And like, I don't even know how to like not, I don't know how to like make it private. I'm right. Not, I'm just like. Here it is, world. Right, like, right. I don't know how to edit it. So I'm terrible. <laughs> like, I, I go you. against all rules for YouTube. Like, I've had so many people call me, and like, can I please help you on your YouTube? Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I'm like, listen, like, it's hopeless. Like, right. you just need to let it be just at this point. <laughs> I've already, like, established that this is not going to be look good. So um, it's funny because, like, then that became a thing. Then it was Instagram. So yeah. a lot of people now, it's Instagram. And yeah. a lot of Dance with the Stars still and um, – even the breakup, yeah. <laughs> which is funny, which is funny being known for your breakup. That's quite right. the awesomeness, but right. <laughs> but it, but I get it because it is something that connected to so many hearts. Yeah, so. um, I think it's really interesting because your parents didn't grow up famous. I have some friends here yeah. in town whose parents were famous and now they're oh, wow. known as well. But your parents didn't grow up famous, oh, right? But oh, they've gosh. managed to raise y'all. Like normal people. I think that's the key. Like that. Yeah. Was what the did key. they do? Because John Luke's totally normal too. <laughs> John Luke is amazing. He y'all is, I, and do you know y'all when y'all talk, your faces. I mean, everybody I know. knows you look alike, but like your mannerisms, We're like so looking at alike. you and talking, is like looking at John Luke. <laughs> it that's keeps hilarious. like catching me. Where I keep being like. This is like I'm talking to John Luke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll do that as a major compliment. Yeah, He's like, we're sweet. like best friends. But, I love um, him. Yeah, my mom and dad, completely normal. And and me and John Luke, we actually, I mean, so normal until like we were, I mean, until five years ago. Yeah. So we, um, I mean, shoot, we grew up in the woods. We, John Luke and I, we would build forts all the time outside and sleep. So like we actually did live a very country life. Like people yeah. would probably like assume that because we're in Louisiana totally true we totally did yeah and um so and we actually used to help like duck commander so john luke and i like and reed and cole my cousins i would answer the phone calls and we would package the duck calls and we would like um ship it out it was all done out of our garage oh wow so like the funny like that was our life you know and so when duck dynasty started still to an extent we were so normal not until dancing with the stars in my life change oh, because really? with duck dynasty i still lived in west monroe i didn't even know people like were really watching that much my mom wouldn't let me have like a public twitter or instagram so i literally didn't know right um until we went to Six did you think Flags. it was fun Oh, yeah, that was yeah. great. Like, our family got to be together. We thought it was fun, but we didn't know the extent. Like, we yeah. heard, like, yeah, like, y'all are, like, breaking records with views, but until you go out, like, yeah. you don't know. And so at the time, every year for, like, five years, I went to Six Flags for my birthday. Yeah. So it was our Six Flags trip. And we is your headed- birthday in the summer? Yeah, it's actually it? June 11th. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It's, oh, it's coming, yeah. I, I'm dumb. I know that. I was like, you're coming. <laughs> you're like, Annie, you're going to be there. You're coming <laughs> yes, to my <I> party. <laughs> Even though we just met, but I'm so excited. I'm there, girl. I was like, please ask Annie if she'd come to my party. And they, they did. Um, so, so we go to Six Flags for my birthday party. And I could not even walk 10 steps without taking a picture with people. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> what, what, like, is, is happening? happening? So we had to get security come. And, like, they had to, like, I was just like, 
what just happened? Like, yeah. whoa. And that night we were going to Taylor Swift concert too. Couldn't sit out in the concert because people thought I was there for a meet and greet and lined up down the aisles. And I was like, I mean, like, I didn't even like, know. Oh, like, Taylor, I'm sorry. I know. I was like, I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now because it was. And how the, old are you? 14? Oh, man, I was 15. 15. Uh, so. It was just, like, bizarre, okay? So uh, I was 14 when it started, but 15 when I started, like, noticing. Yeah. Okay, so then 17 hits and Dance with the Stars happens, and then it was a complete shift. And, I mean, sophomore year, I remember, the year before, I missed, like, 75 days of school just from filming Duck Dynasty. So it was, like, a job. But it was great. It was fun. Our family was together. Then junior year, I had to drop, um, I had to, like, do, like, homeschool because that's when Dance with the Stars happened. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, People understand how many people watch that show, but there's 20 million viewers every week, and so my Instagram went from like I had I had just made it public before, and it got it was like 500,000 followers, yeah. and then after Dance with Stars, it's like two million. <gasps> so it was like it literally was an overnight like like everybody knew your face moment. Yeah. So that was my big life shift. Yeah, and just like a whoa, this is crazy. That's unreal. Yeah, it was crazy. And you, I mean, when that happens on your telephone, what yeah. do you, obviously <laughs> notifications are off. This is a funny story. Uh, like, do you mean as far as whenever they follow me on Instagram or whenever we got the call for Dance with Stars? Oh, I like both stories. Tell me the call for uh, Dance with Stars and then tell me This is on really, I'm so dramatic, so please know. Oh, I, I love tell it. My, like, I am a dramatic person. I will not even <laughs> deny it. I am. But this is really funny. So Can't Call yourself passionate. Yes, That's it's, better it's than dramatic. Passionate. Yeah. It's just passion. Okay? It's who you are. I my love it. My family calls me dramatic, but I like that word better. <laughs> Passionate plankton, so, you, yes, my friend. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what happened was I get this, like, meeting in L.A. in June, and they, they like, want to meet with me about Dancing with the Stars. So I go out because they wanted my dad, uh-huh. which is, like, hilarious. And my dad was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, are you kidding? He's like, let Sadie do it or something. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I go out and, like, meet them and everything, and they're like, hey, like, listen, like, you're awesome. We'll let you know in two weeks if you're going to be on the show. Two weeks go by, I hear nothing. Two months yeah, go by, But you, like, write it down, and nothing. you're like, here comes two weeks, and then yes. it blies oh, by. Oh, I knew. Like, when two weeks, I was like, all right, where's the call? No, like, yes. no call. Like, even, like— People need to hear that because they don't believe that disappointments happen. Oh, yeah. For people like Sadie Robertson. Oh, and you're my like, gosh. Are you kidding? Right. Good night. I can't write a book. <laughs> but, and it's good things. And so I was just like, okay, like— Oh, well, I mean, I was really sad because I had gotten, like, the expectations of, and I thought this is going to happen, and they didn't even say anything. Yeah. So then two months go by, I still hadn't heard anything, and I started seeing them announce people that are going to be on the show, like, things were being leaked, so I was like, okay, like, oh, well, it's okay, you know? So this was in August. It was August 25th. I was at... I was actually at Blake's football game, yeah. and I get a call, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is the this is the call," and they're like, "Hey, like we are so sorry. Like it's been too much. Like I'm sure you've already seen. We've been posting stuff. They're like, we actually ended up going with a different girl. She's like 19 years old, and it would be too much to, for y'all to be like competing against each other. So, like we're sorry. Maybe in a future season." And I was like, "Oh, like it's okay. You know, whatever." Yeah. And I was like, "Sad, but oh well." Okay, so that was on the Friday night at the football. Sunday, get a call back. Hey, so sorry. We ended up changing our mind, and we would love to have you on the show, but you had to fly out to L.A. tomorrow, and you're a week behind everyone else. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. Really? And I said, no. So then my mom gets so— What made you say no? Just because you were like— 
Well, okay, this is about the fear. This is when the fear comes mm, in. So okay. I was like, I was like, no, like I'm not going to LA tomorrow, and like I'm behind everybody. Like this is not, this is not okay. And like I'm, I'm not like, set up to succeed I'm not, here. I, and then it hit me like I don't even know how to dance. I've yeah. never danced in front of a human in my life. Right. Like, what am I thinking? Like and being on stage, like no. So right. it just all hit me at once. My mom was so mad at me. She's like, Sadie. I cannot you said no. And so she grabs the phone and she goes, hey. And she's like, um, actually, just give us one more day. Can you give us one more day? They said, okay, but no later than Tuesday. She has to be in L.A. because she's behind. Yeah. And we got to get, we have to shoot her for the promo and everything. So they give me one more day. My mom literally stayed up with me until 5 in the morning begging me. I was like, no, still no. So I took my little sister out to lunch. And she's 11 at the time. Her yeah. name's Bella. She looks at me. She goes, Sadie, I just need to ask you a question. She's so sassy. I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, is this the fear talking or is this Sadie talking? Ooh, no hey way. Yo. You're like, the Lord speaks to yes. the children. Oh, yes, he does. And I was like, wow, like, whoa, actually, yeah. wow. I said, you're, you're right. So... I was so convicted, man. I had to. Yeah. So, I, and my little sister called me out like that. I don't want her to see me like, you know, like, no way. Right. So, I go back and I tell mom, I'm like, mom, you can call them and tell them I'm going to do it. So, we called them, tell them I'm going to do it, went home, packed my bags, and the next day, flew out to L.A., and Mark, who was my partner, met me at the airport, and... um we went straight to shoot the shoot. We actually, they put me in a dress. They did my hair and makeup. They put me on stage just all in one day. And uh, they turned on. And you had just stayed up till 5 o'clock oh, in the yeah, morning two days ago. Oh, I mean, it was, it was like the biggest whirlwind. And I remember they, they put me on the stage and have all this hair and makeup and the dress. And I don't know what I'm doing. And they turned on Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. And there was cameras all around. There were producers, all the pro dancers. And oh they said, gosh. dance. <gasps> Sadie, and I'd have died. I, do you know that I actually almost did? I, I said, know. I said, I stopped the music. I said, you want me to dance? And they were like, yeah, dance. I said, I thought y'all were going to teach me how to dance. Yeah, right. And they were like, no, you just, like, we just want to see what you have. I did the sprinkler. That was oh, the yeah. only thing I could yeah. think of. And it was like crazy. And so uh, Mark, I looked at Mark. I said, you got a real winner, dude. <laughs> he goes, yeah, right. I can tell. Uh, so it was just like such a crazy experience. So when I say like overnight, my life changed. Yeah. It was literally, literally overnight. overnight. Yeah. yeah. When Bella told you. Yeah, Bella. Like your fear man. speaking. It hit me hard. Is Mark as great as he seems? He is. He He's seems like so a brother. Sweet. He like keeps getting the Christian female um, partner. I'm telling you, man. God is God is working. God is moving. And and first, I just I don't know if anybody is like listening that is a fan of Dixon Stars, but Mark. Um, I had so many people always tell me that they are praying for Mark. And so if any fan is out there, like pray for those dancers and pray for that yeah. because I believe Dancing with the Stars could literally change the world. Like I, man, I would pray over that building, pray over those T buildings, yeah. pray over everything because. So many celebrities walk in that door, and 20 million people are watching. And this season, actually, three Christian songs were played, and three people like announced their faith. So I just think it's such an opportunity. And so yeah. keep praying and pouring into that show because it's one of those with the They're enemy. giving platform yeah. to people who don't get to say that stuff exactly. elsewhere. Yeah. And people Unless are getting- you're on The View. Right? True, Other than that, true. Or at Fox. <laughs> That's so true. And people are getting more bold and more courageous as the seasons go on just by other people speaking it. So uh, I'm continuing to pray over that show and what yeah. it's going to do. So, What cool. do you do when your faith feels really hard? Ooh, man. You know, or does it not? Does it, does it, is it always easy? No, no. It's funny uh, you say this because recently it's like it's almost felt – it's not ever hard as in a sense of, like, 
um, worrying that I'm going to talk about it. I always talk about it. It's yeah. never even a question because, like, I'm so, like, in awe of who God is and, like, yeah. in such a strong personal relationship. And I think more than ever recently I've realized what it means to have that personal relationship mm. with him. And it's, Did you have to get off the Internet for that to happen? Yeah, I did. I did. And that's yeah. what I tell people. I'm like, you don't want to hear this, but you have to go there. And I realized, like, it is – people say it's not just on Sundays, but it it's taking what you learn on Sunday – and every single day of the week, dive into that. So what I had to do is delete Instagram, delete Twitter, delete Snapchat, delete anything that was hindering me from really diving into the messages I was learning. So there's a verse in Job, and it says, um, "Wisdom does not come from years, but it comes from um, it comes from the breath of the Almighty." Mm. So I began to pray, God, fill me with wisdom, fill me with wisdom. And it was funny how everything has shifted, and. The heaviness and the hardship comes from this. So used to, when I had anxiety really bad and fear, there was like a pit in my stomach always. And it was heavy, and I felt the weight of it. So now it's funny because I still have a pit, and I still feel heavy, but used to the weight was from the world, and now it's almost like the weight of like what God is going to be able to do through it, but it is going to be hard. Mm. And it is going to be turning the car around and walking up to the person. It is going to be standing on a, on a stage in front of people that really may not want to hear what you're about to say that the Lord needs you to say. And it's uncomfortable, and it's present, but I thank God for that presence because it keeps me accountable. Mm-hmm. And so so it's hard in a beautiful way that he makes it that he like even allows us to like carry on his message. So I guess I've like I felt that shift of hardship and heaviness and not in a sense of like fear, but in a sense of like, God, I love you and whatever you yeah. need, whether it's something I want to hear or whether it's something I don't like I'm yeah. yours and here I am. So it's that surrendering that has been um, heavy, but beautiful. Yeah. That makes How sense. do you balance? wrestling with personal stuff off stage but then being on stage Mm -hmm. well and on stage being public at all not just like literally on stage but being public public. um i actually share it which is like funny um there's not much probably actually nothing that i that i don't share that i haven't told because god kind of spoke this to me when before it all started he was like listen like before I even had Instagram followers, I didn't know what he was even talking about. He was like, he gave me this vision of Instagram and it was like all these followers going up and up and up and up. And he was like, not, not about you, about me. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. And it was like very clear that it's like in your weaknesses, I'm going to be made perfect and whole. They don't need somebody to look up to and say goals. They need somebody to look to relate to and to be a sister. And I was like, wow. So little did I know how that was going to come into play. Right. I did. And I've challenged myself to be a sister. And what a sister does is she shares to her sister and she confines on them and she talks to them about it. And then she's motivated. She walks away encouraged, not feeling judged, not feeling anything like that. And so in being a sister, I'm like, I'm able to share and I'm able to talk about it and just like be real. And then other people are able to look at me as a sister. And and my prayer every time before I take a stage, before I do a post, before anything, is that they will not see this as Sadie Roberts and they won't see it as Duck Dynasty, as Dance with Stars, but there, there will be a heart connection. And I feel like that's the most beautiful thing. If you can connect to a heart through a screen, that's awesome. So that's like the goal, I guess. Dude. (laughs) <laughs> like, I know you know this, but that is wisdom. Mm. I mean, you've really, uh, they, 
I, what I love about wisdom is that it's one of the things the Bible says you can ask for as much as you want yeah. and God will give you a ton yes. over and over. He won't <laughs> slow down on giving you wisdom. Mm-hmm. And then, but I do think there's something he sees when he sees you go, okay, not only am I asking for it, but I'm going to live under mm-hmm. it. And he yeah. goes, oh, I can give her more. Wow. I can give her more. That's so good. <laughs> and I think that's what he's going to do for you. Wow. Because you are living out of that. And you'll continue to live out of that, I think. Absolutely. That's what, I mean, I think we either can do this life, whatever our job is, whether we're like teaching school, raising kids, in college, doing right. what you do, doing what I do. No matter what we're doing, we can either live it in a way that goes like, how do I keep myself safe? Yep. And how do I keep myself from hurting? Yeah. Or how do I be open? Right. And where's wisdom? Because wisdom's somewhere in between yeah. every- People know nothing and people know everything. Wow, that's so good. Right? That's I think. so true. No, I 100% agree with you. I've never thought of it like that. It's such a simple and beautiful way to put it, but it's very profound. Well, um, And for me, I feel like I'm starting to learn that, just like yeah. how big wisdom is and how he continues to give. And um, yeah, that has been a, a huge prayer man throughout this whole process of just diving in. Yeah. And it's funny how it's true. He just continues to plant and continues to pour and give you the people to say the right words. I feel like that's been a cool thing is watching, like, everybody's prayer, like, kind of come together. It's like so many people lately have been like, this was an answer to the prayer. I would say something or they would say something as an answer to my prayer. And it's just cool how God just, like, plants these people. And it's all from us just asking. And it's separately, but he brings you together. Like, his, I mean, I'm so, I'm literally so in awe of him um, just throughout like, I hope that this, I always pray that, like, God, just don't let this ever die. And if I bring something in and it's hindering me, I want to know. Like, wake mm-hmm. me. I was like, literally let me run into a brick wall and let me right. know, you know? Because when you're in it, when you're in it, you're like, I don't ever want to Right. Leave. Isn't it Moses? I, I may get this wrong, so correct me if you know. Um, but I think it's Moses that said, hey, God, if you're not going to go with me, we're not going to go. Yes. That's you know? So good. And I say that. A lot with every project so that gets good. offered to us, with every just by thing I go, hey, listen, this sounds great and I'd love to go. I'm not going if you're not going. Oh, that's so, so you good. make sure that we're on this trip. We're going or together. We, yeah, or, or I, I don't care. Yeah, I'm not gonna like. I'm not worried about saying no. Yeah. You know, you aren't either. Like, I, and I think you learn to say no a lot for yeah. for the better of your for life and thing. for the better of your that's so that you can say right. yes to the great things, right? That's absolutely. But right. it is. Um, I also am always like, Lord, this may look like the best opportunity that's ever crossed in front of my life. Isn't that something? And if you're not going, I'm not going. And he will tell you. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you will cry yes, when you have to say you no. Will cry. Man, how many times have you like said no so to a good thing and been like, I didn't want to though. <laughs> yes. What I can't tell them is, of course I wanted to do that. Yes. I wanted to be there. That is so um, true. You know, you're tw- you're 19. You're about to be 20. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. I tried it for 10 years. It was great. Um, (laughs) So, and the people who respond to you the most Mm -hmm. are probably girls 14 to 25 or something, right? Mm -hmm. Girls that that feel like they're your sister. Yeah. Uh So, but then friends like me who Mm -hmm. I'm like the big sister version. Yes. What would you say to people like me as far as when you look at the world Mm -hmm. and when you look at what the generation above you is building, Mm -hmm. what would you tell me to do different? (laughs) To be honest, it was so funny you asked that. Just on the way over here, I was thinking about this and not a difference, but in a... I am so proud of the way y'all's generation has set it up for us. And it's funny because I don't feel like people say that, Mm. but... 
the women that have set like you, Rebecca Lyons, Alex Seeley, um, Christine Kane, Christine. Uh, there's yeah. so many women that have set my mom that have stepped up, like used their voice, been spirit led, said no when they needed to, but said, "All right, let's go whenever he needs you to go." And for me to watch that, I'm like wow, like, I can do that. Let's go. Like, there is no end to this. There's no end inside. I'm just going to keep preaching the good news and keep preaching the word. And the more y'all do it, the more the doors open up and the moms respond. And the moms are the ones that get their daughters to follow me because yeah. they trust me and this message that they learn yeah. from y'all. And so it's beautifully set up from generation to generation. And so honestly, I was just thinking, I'm so grateful for the platform that y'all have set up for us to speak in. And I've met so many girls recently that said, Sadie, I want to be a public speaker now. Like, and I'm just like, really? yes, like, yes, like, yes. yes. Like, so what do you tell them when you, when they say that? What do you, when they say, what do I do? What do I do? You, you go like, go on Dancing with the Stars. No, that's not <laughs> yeah. your like next step. <laughs> yeah. Next up, Dancing with the Stars. That's no. right. Um, you know, it's funny. I kind of tell them my story. So yeah. whenever I was young, very young, I remember praying this prayer and I said, Jesus, just give me one person yes. because I, uh, at the time I lived in West Virginia, Louisiana, went to church on Wednesday, went to church on Sunday, went to a Christian school. Like everybody I knew was a Christian. So I said, God, like all this stuff I'm learning, I just want to use it. So just give me one person. Never would I imagine it'd be millions of people ever yeah. in the whole world. But whenever this all happened and I remember watching that video when I was five years old and I, I was preaching on the countertop of my home and I was oh, five wow. and I said, you know what? And I had little pigtail buns in yeah. my head. I said, even if I'm famous one day, I'm not going to think about myself. I'm going to give it to God. And then I told my mom, I said, You said that when you were yes, five? Said, it's on Sadie. YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's weird. And like, I forgot that I said that. I forgot about the video. I forgot about all this stuff. And when Duck Dynasty was at his peak, my 16th birthday, my grandpa went over and said, Sadie, I, I want you to watch something. So he plays it, and it's me saying, and even if I'm famous one day, and I'm five years old on this countertop just preaching it, and then I start cheering for God, and, and I remembered that prayer that I prayed. Oh and it just shook me. Like, yeah. wow, God, like you did answer that prayer. So it's like you may not know when he's going to give you the stage. You may not know if he's ever going to give you the millions, but the one, yeah. I'm telling you, every single time I had that personal locking eyes with a girl and somewhere backstage, whether it's somebody in the street or at the coffee shop is just as important, if not yeah. more, oh, than I the would, moments yeah. on the stage. I you agree. know. And so ministry is not about the moments on the stage. Mm -hmm. It's about all the moments that you get to sit with somebody and just have a heart moment and mm -hmm. that connection. And so I just encourage them in that way. And also just letting them know that, like, if God, if you believe that God is who he is, and you got to believe that he can do what he says he can do. Yeah, come and, on. Like, like, I just feel, like, so strongly about that. We're so quick to say, like, we, he's so around us. We feel his presence, but then we limit him in his presence to his power. And I'm like, no, Ooh, like, come on, stop girl. for Appreciate a second. That. If he's here and his presence is here, then his power is alive yep. and his power as well. So let's invite that in, and let's be expectant of what mm -hmm. we're going to see. Mm -hmm. And so uh, just trying to encourage girls in that way has been really cool but I do think it's because of what y'all's generation has set up and even making that a possibility wow. for us so so thank you well <laughs> thank my you pleasure <laughs> let me tell you no 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 I'm I am a receiver mm. right like I'm like you you know the interesting thing is I think about women like Beth Moore mm -hmm. and women like Kay Arthur and these women who are my my mother generation yeah. right like where I go like if 
if Beth and Kay and the, that generation of women mm-hmm. wouldn't have, and um, Joyce Meyer yeah. wouldn't have done what they did, mm-hmm. then, uh, you, and so it's almost like, it's it's the whole thing about when we get to lay our crowns down, the jewels and your crown yeah. and all that business. And I go like, oh, I'll have nothing because Beth Moore gets to do all that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like everything that I've done is because my actual mom and women in yeah. my life in Atlanta and then these women who did our job yeah. before we were alive yeah. paved a way for us. Mm-hmm. You know? It's so cool to see that. It's so cool because mm-hmm. then you just go like, and it also, doesn't it do a beautiful job of being like, I'm not that important. Oh, yeah. Right? Like I, I'm... I am not that important. I'm just paving oh, yeah. the road for mm-hmm. you. That's that's what I want to do. I oh. want to pave the road for you and to make it a little bit easier for you because you want to pave the road. Yes, And absolutely. what we want people to do is know that Jesus is a real deal. Yes. And that and that there's you don't want to miss out on this. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to miss out on him. And so and so it's just fun to like um to think about generationally what what God has allowed women to do. Mm-hmm. So far. Yep. It's exciting. It's so exciting. Like, gosh, it gets me so thrilled. Every time a girl says that, or anytime anybody even responds in a way of that they're thankful for for this, you know, it's so good because I'm like, yes, we have to keep this going. For people like Bella, my little sister, you know, she's going to be up and she's already preaching it to me, you know? Right. So it's just really cool to see that empowerment and just the confidence that we're having in his word. Yeah. Um, So that, like, that's where it all stems from. It's because we believe it. Right. Like, I I told somebody yesterday, I'm like, if you're if you're reaching out and begging somebody to take it like that, then you better believe it because they're watching how much you believe it when yep. you walk away. Yeah, you know? that's exactly so right. So it's just like it's cool to see how much y'all believe it that y'all want us so desperately to get it, you mm-hmm. know. And that it is a good reminder to just be a plankton. Yep, just be, be a plankton. Be satisfied man. being a plankton. Yes. Let's do it. Okay, listen, there's a last question I have to ask you What's that up? we ask everyone because <laughs> the podcast is called That Sounds Fun. I have to know. What is fun to you? What sounds fun? Yeah, what sounds fun? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what sounds fun? I am, like, I'm kind of the person that I always tell people, they're like, what do you love to do for fun? I'm the most, like, inconsistent. I like to do everything Anything. and go yeah. anywhere. So I guess my idea of just fun would be jumping in the car with all my friends and just going somewhere for, like, an adventure. Like three-mile like, stretch. I love it. Three-mile stretch. We go pick them on the three-mile going getting up. Adventure. Yeah, we, we got a 15-passenger van. Yes, that would be. Just riding down the three-mile stretch. Amazing. Everybody hops in. And where are we going? Absolutely amazing. Oh, shoot. We would probably go to Louisiana because okay. I love where I live. Like, I love where I'm from. And I just love – I also like to invite my friends there. Oh, you did. You said to me, yes. Annie, in a text one time, you are like, just come. To Louisiana. Come. I was like, I should just go to Louisiana. I invite everybody to Louisiana, and there's nothing there. That's the beauty of it, because yeah. then there's everything to do. You yes. know, you get to make up whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I would invite all my friends to Louisiana, and we would just go, and we'd eat crawfish, and we would just have fun. Do you um, suck the brains out of the head? I do not. I'm not that extreme. That I'm is, not either. I don't. I just don't know why people do that. I can't be that guy. That is extra. No. That is extra. <laughs> that is extra. <laughs> um, Sadie, thank you for being on the podcast. Yes, I'm proud you. to be your friend. You are, you are a good person person to know. Oh, thank you. So thank you for what you're doing. It matters. Thank you so much. Isn't she sweet, right? So sweet and so genuine. And I leave that conversation and I'm thinking like, man, I want to love the Lord like that. I want to love the Lord simply for who he is like that. And So I'm really moved by Sadie Robertson. What a sweet woman she is. I am excited to see where her story goes and to get to watch how God will use her and 
be thankful that she's one of the women speaking into young women's lives. I just totally, totally love that. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation as well. Hey, if you have a teen daughter or a little sister or some girls you mentor in your life, this may be a great episode to share with them because Sadie is just such who they look up to in so many ways for her honesty, for her vulnerability, and just for her fun and her how cute she is and all of her great Live Original products and and her tour. Oh my gosh, y'all, are we like going to go on the tour? Can we please go see her? I cannot wait to see the show. I love the original one that we saw, so I'm excited to see her again out on the road and with our friend Chris McClarney, who you know is my brother from another mother. (laughs) I think that is so awesome. So make sure you check that out. And as always, we'll get our sweet friend Hale to make sure to link for you in the show notes and on the blog, all the ways you can find Sadie and the ways you can make sure you get to see her on her Live Original Tour. If you need to find me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs, F as in fancy and fun, Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, really anywhere you need to find me. You are welcome to reach out. As Sadie and I said, I love you guys. Y'all are like my friends. You're my people. I want to hear from you. So let me know if there's anything I can do for you. If there's anybody that you are dying to hear on the show that you haven't heard yet, anybody that you think we'd at least worth trying, right? I mean, John Mark Comer, we just sent an email and it worked. Stephen Curtis Chapman. So if there's somebody you want me to try, Reba McIntyre. Okay, I will. Dolly Parton. Okay, I will. (laughs) We can get them on the show. We have a great couple of shows coming up for you in the next few weeks. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single one. If you love this episode with Sadie, I bet you will also love an episode that we had with Angie Smith or maybe Emily Freeman, some other women that kind of are in the generation above Sadie and what she is doing. I bet you'd also love the episode with Ellie Holcomb because it is funny and fun and she and Sadie are a little bit cut from the same cloth. I kind of love it. So Sadie is going to drive all of her friends to Louisiana. I'm going to go have coffee with one of my friends who is a chef here in town and we are going to talk about the best foodie restaurants in Nashville. That is what sounds fun to me this afternoon. So that's what I'm going to go do. I hope you have a great day. I hope you go and do something that sounds really fun to you. Oh, and I promise I'll also work on the book today. I promise I'm going to write today. Don't worry. I'm going to hit my goal today. There will be another book that I will come out on your shelf June 2018. I promise. I promise. I promise. So I will promise today I will put some words down if you think of it and don't mind and say a little prayer for the writing process and that all the right words will come out. Like Sadie talked about that wisdom would reign and um, I would be wise about how to tell stories and which stories to tell and that this book would point people to the Lord, that I would just be one in the plankton. That is what I want to be. I am so inspired by Sadie Robertson. What a good day. So I hope you enjoyed it as well. Go do something fun and I will see you next week.